the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, Episode 89. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hey, Sandra. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Actually, it is no longer morning for me, which is weird. We don't normally, we normally record in the mornings and having a lapse of time. Yeah. It felt weird to record later this morning because we're usually, Mm -hmm. yeah, like getting it done. Mm -hmm. Creatures of habit here, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's afternoon for me now. Good afternoon. um, So what's been going on since we last spoke? I I think we last chatted about before the relapse and that aired last week. How how did your last week, how did it go? Uh, Well, we've had great response to the podcast. Uh, I felt, I re-listened to it. Um, I re-listened to most, not everyone, I'll be honest, but I re-listened to most, and we've gotten a lot of great response to that podcast. Uh, It was a good one. Um, Yeah, and since then, what have I done? I've gone to a Christmas party, and I didn't drink. That was good. You looked really good, by the way. Thank you. I felt really good. Mm -hmm. I felt really good. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Your insides matched your outsides then. It certainly did. (laughs) Certainly did certainly did. It was a fun party. We were a couple of the first people there Uh (laughs) and we were probably the first ones to leave (laughs) and we snuck out and didn't say goodbye to anyone. And it was perfect. It was, it was, it was great. It was a good time. I saw a lot of friends I hadn't seen in a long time. And you know, I have friends, I've had friends for 30 years and most of them were there at this party so yeah so it was very fun is your friend there that had the big fun birthday party Mm -hmm. Um, had like a blow-up party with a poster yep yep it was actually at this very same house now of course no one was swimming in the pool because it was very cold there were little little fires and little places to warm up all over and um did yeah. you sing? Did you get on stage like you did at that party? No, didn't oh, sing. Okay. Mm-mm, didn't sing. Actually even left. I think there may have been even some dancing, but we left before the dancing. We we left before the big reverie, I think. Do you have like a time that you leave? Like do you work that out with Mark beforehand? Like we're going to only stay no. till here. No, you just feel it. No. Do you think I'm really that kind of person? No. 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 There's no schedule. There's no. Sorry, I was talking to myself. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. We just look at each other and go, time? Ready? Okay. Let's go. Yeah, that's what we do. Now what's funny is he's tried he tried to do that with me. uh, you know, all of the years prior to getting sober and how did that work out? Yeah, it didn't work out the same way at all. <laughs> no, 
You're not telling me when we're leaving. I'm not switching the water. Yeah, I know it. I, I know just it's ignore so well. him or roll my eyes until he would just leave me there. So yeah, it's totally yeah. different. Yeah, it's different. I, I get his body language now. Um, I'm aware, and vice versa. And uh, yeah, so totally different experience. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, a party coming up. Um, well, by the time this airs, it will have happened over the weekend, but it's a kind of Christmas Hanukkah, Chrismica, they call it or whatever. And I think they shared this on the podcast last year. If anybody wants to go back and listen to our old December issue uh, episodes, uh, we do talk about parties and things and the holidays. But um, I walked into that party and, you know, saw the red solo cups everywhere and people doing Jägermeister shots. And it was just like the smell of everything. And I stayed there for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then I said, can you take me home? (laughs) And he was like, do you mind if I come back? And I was like, not at all. And I came home and got in my pajamas and watched the Gilmore Girls. Well, Uh they're having that party again this weekend or this last weekend. And uh, my husband is going and I'm going to be in Phoenix uh, with my mom. So Hmm. I didn't even have to consider or think about that party. And I think I could have done it this year a little bit better than I did it the year before because I would know what to expect. But now I, I don't even have to worry about it. So it's off the table. Oh, right. I think I won't well. be going to any Christmas parties. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I went to my friend's That was 50th. my only one. Yeah. I think that was my only one. Well, I love that the gals in the group are sharing their pictures of, of I know. in our Facebook group of them going to parties and checking in, which is so fun. You guys keep doing that. Yes, and help there's still time. Other. And then, of course, we have New Year's coming up as well. So right. keep keep showing us your sparkly outfits. Right. On New really- Year's Day, I'm going to see Rob Bell and Elizabeth Gilbert. That's so cool. I know. He's going to be playing at, or they're going to be doing a talk at Largo where he normally does his shows. And I was really bummed that I couldn't see his Christmas show. That's what I really wanted to see because he does it with the band Joseph. And I listened to it last year and it was so beautiful the way that they sing. And um, and we're going to be in Southern California, but not, not in enough time to see that. And then when I saw that that was listed, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to that. And so I'll see. I bought two tickets. We'll see what happens. We'll see who goes with me, whether that's my husband or my son or another sober woman. Oh, fun. We'll see. We yeah, see. I bet that's going to be great. I have no idea what I'm doing for New Year's, but that remains to be seen. Well, it's like my favorite day of the year is New Year's Day. And we were going to be just commuting home from our big trip. And so instead, uh, I said, can we stay an extra day, which is very unlike me. Um, And he was like, sure, yeah, let's stay an extra day. So we'll be coming home after that. I'll report back after that because I love listening to Rob Bell. I mean, he is... Such a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of my favorites for sure. I have not uh, grown tired of his message actually. So I agree. I agree. And he is fun in person too. He has lots of good energy. He makes me feel really good about how we podcast because (laughs) I look at his podcast. He has no show notes. Oh, I know. He just does it when he feels like it. Mm-hmm. He has something to say. He, that's when he makes a podcast. And I appreciate kind of the, the it's not perfect. There's not perfect show notes and links and things like I know those are helpful. But like between you and me, like we just do what we can do because we, I can't make it like all the professional podcasters. Right. Like we're not trying to, to do that. We're trying to be professional. 
but also give ourselves a break. Yeah. 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 But the content Mm -hmm. is what's most important, right? Yeah. I think so. And yeah. And Rob Bell's content is just, I just eat it up. And, you know, hopefully our content is good as well. I'm not saying that we're as good as Rob Bell, but. Well, I, anyway, I think our audience is really awesome. We have really loyal listeners. Um, I, I just agree. texted you this week about these really nice people are leaving new reviews. I requested it in the Facebook group. We've been requesting it here on the podcast and people are leaving new reviews. And I like got teary because they were so sweet and kind and mm-hmm. sincere. So thank mm-hmm. you to our listeners. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. If you've left a review, really appreciate it. Uh, If you've left a five-star review, we really appreciate it. If you left the one-star review, hmm, (laughs) I don't know. Not so much. We only had two of those. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I know. I looked at them like, oh, well, okay. We're not for everyone. Of course you focus on the, I don't know. Right. We're not for everyone. We get it. I'm only human. I'm going to focus on the two one star <laughs> reviews, but they're probably not listening to this anyway. Um, well, but know, oh yeah, go ahead. what? No, go ahead. I was just going to say a, a different kind of ask that I was going to do today for our listeners is if you guys love us, we've been asking you to do these things like leave a review and all of that kind of stuff. But if you could just even share your favorite episode mm, on social media, yeah, if yeah. you could share it in Facebook or in the group or, to, you know, or um, on any of your if social you, media channels, we'd really appreciate it. Right, right. I did ask that um, for last week's episode uh, in our group to sh- for listeners, if it resonated, to share outside the group just because I felt like, I mean, they're all great, of yeah. course. And, you know, we love our interviews. and um, But I just kept thinking if I was... Uh, new in sobriety, especially uh, approaching the holidays, uh, last week's episode would have been something I think I would have appreciated to hear. So anyway, if you are, um, you know, I know a lot of people, I know for myself, I'm in a lot of different um, sober Facebook groups. And so, you know, share them in there. Um, Those are, I, I don't, share my own podcast in there because you just in other groups because you kind of look like an asshole a and b (laughs) most groups have rules about that kind of thing yeah self-promotion yeah right 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 so if any of ours that you know resonated with you and you love them we wouldn't we wouldn't say no to you sharing you know right right and we're not just trying to you know be everyone's savior it just um yeah, be authentic. I mean, don't, don't, don't um, fake it. (laughs) Just because we're asking. (laughs) Just as a service, because I do feel like in my heart, I feel like this is 12 step work when we are sharing this message here on this podcast. And so it helps. It makes me feel okay asking somebody to share it because that's what you do is you share the message, you spread the message um, that there's hope, that there's hope and everybody has a different path. So Okay, it's hard for us to ask for stuff, right, Sandra? It's hard. It is. That might have, <laughs> may have all sounded very awkward, but it's anyway, us. we it's did. Us. We asked it. Uh, I just want to share one other yeah. thing. So this morning, I have a lot to do right now. I guess like everybody, I, I actually have like orders to fill and that kind of thing. But um, I 
got really impulsive and I did my tarot uh, year ahead spread already. <gasps> I was going to wait. I was going to put it off. And I thought, what? no, I just really want to do it right now. And I did it and it, it's so good. I can't even believe it. We'll talk about all of that later. Maybe when we talk about our word of the year for yeah. 2019 and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I just want to say that I did it and it it's amazing. And I'm going to post it on Instagram. <laughs> oh, good. Well, so that's definitely the first episode of the new year. So you guys know, and it's coming up in a couple of weeks and we're going to talk about our word of the year that we pick. Sandra and I both pick words and how it guides us. And we'll talk about our word for, um, this year that we picked, mine was grace and yours was mine was agency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll yeah. talk about that and then maybe talk about what we picked for this coming year for 2019. And then let's talk about tarot and the year ahead spreads because I am doing that as well with my tea and toolboxes group. It's uh, just fun. I don't take it all very seriously. It is fun, but it's fun to go back and reflect on the year. Well, it's fun to reflect on it as it goes. Mm -hmm. And then it's fun to look back at the whole thing as a, at the thing as a whole and see if it sort of resonated with you. And if it, you know, not that if the magic came true or anything, like it's a crystal ball, but, you know, just to see if, if, if it makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like for me too. It's like a nice little guide. I look forward to some of the things, and then, and I've forgotten about it in the middle of the year. It's a, it, I I took a picture of mine and, and printed it out and put it in the front of my calendar. So my weekly calendar has that as the very first page, and I completely didn't look at it for like I don't know four or five months this year. <laughs> but going back and looking at it, I was like, oh, okay, that's what that was. Yeah, I can put some connections and some things to it. So we yeah. both used the wild unknown tarot mm -hmm. card spread um so yeah that's fun Sandra okay I'm looking forward to seeing mm -hmm. yeah it's fun great okay all right let's talk about who we have on the podcast today let's do that um uh, we have Anna Bilby on our podcast today and I think this is great that this is coming um after last week's podcast that you and I did talking about before the relapse because we definitely touched base with um, Anna about that kind of stuff in the interview. So, um, But Anna is a small town girl who grew up on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State where she continues to reside with her husband, son, stepson, and beloved pooch Luna. She has a daughter who went to her first year of university in September. And Anna's life has been and continues to be a journey of self-discovery. She's employed by the state of Washington and works um, with a vulnerable population of people. Her passion has always been to fight for the underdog and give them a voice when they felt they had none. When she did away with her full-time hobby of alcohol overuse, it became clear she needed a hobby or two. <laughs> She's... <laughs> Yes, we get you, Anna. Uh, she's rediscovered her love for nature, the outdoors, hiking, hunting, camping, and exploring. The woods are her church. She also has deepened her appreciation for crystals and rocks and is currently taking an online course through Hibiscus Moon Crystal Academy, where she'll become a certified crystal healer. She loves stepping outside her comfort zone and meeting other women who are on their own path in sobriety, being a mama, a wife, and a member of her various groups and, and community has fulfilled her beyond her wildest dreams. We love Anna. 
And we, we do love Anna. We get into it in the pod, but we we got to meet her at She Recovers. And um, we loved her energy. We loved how much she loved being at She Recovers. She went and hit all the sights and sounds and um, <laughs> tourist spots in L.A. and posted on Instagram. Like Every time I looked at my phone during that weekend, I was like, Sandra, she's at the Hollywood sign. Sandra, she's on Rodeo Drive. Sandra, she is too stinking cute. <laughs> and in every photo, she's just beaming. Yes. Her big, beautiful smile, just radiating. Yeah. So she is just, uh, she's she's a light for yeah, sure. she is. And um, she was really honest and really forthcoming in this interview. And I really appreciated her transparency. You and I both didn't know her story very much um, before we did the interview, I mean, there's a big chunk of it that she shares right off the bat. So we'll let, we'll get to it so that you can hear it. But she's uh, seven and a half years sober and just really, uh, I want what she has because she, she's just infectious, like you said, really beautiful soul. And yes, if you want to yeah. follow her on Instagram, she's at Anna B. Somebody. It's B-E-E somebody. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think it is. And you guys are going to love Anna as much as we do. Promise. Hey, Anna, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Anna. I love you hearing your voice this morning. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here oh. with my two sheroes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on already. She's, she's, she knows how to warm us up, right, Sandra? <laughs> oh, Anna, so we saw you at She Recovers, which is where we met face to face. But tell our listeners before we jump into all of the love fest that we're going to have here, um, where are you talking to us from? I am from Port Angeles, Washington. My claim to fame is that uh, my town is the ferry ride that gets to uh, Taryn and Mama Dawn. Oh, from She oh. Recovers. Nice. Yes, yes. So if I go to one of their retreats up there, I would come near you. Yes. Okay. Port Angeles um, has the Coho Ferry, which goes straight over to Victoria, B.C. Wow. Yes. I need to look at – I need to do some geography <laughs> lessons because we both, we both just need to come up here and see me or just come there and yeah. see it from my with my own eyes mm-hmm. and that's actually the best way I learn geography <laughs> I'm going to be up there in April going to Orcas Island I'm going to be out at a workshop out there um in oh, April wow. yeah so I'll keep you posted okay yeah uh, okay, so how, you know, if you listen to the show, kind of how we kick things off is asking, um, you know, how did you come to the decision to quit drinking? Because the show is about creativity and recovery. So we're going to kind of dive into that. And we'll get to your recover- uh, your creativity a little later in the show. But um, can you share with us how that, what that looked like for you? Okay. Well, um, You know, the best thing that I can say is that, uh, you know, I didn't choose the sober life. The sober life chose me. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Um, And, you know, I say that because um, when I stopped drinking, I had no intention of doing so. Um, I was going through a pretty bitter divorce um, involving a custody battle with my two kids and, um, 
that uh, culminated into a night where I went to jail. And um, that was an experience that I had never uh, had before. Um, I worked in a job where I worked with uh, law enforcement, um, prosecution, basically the whole entire criminal justice system. I was smack dab in the middle of it for my employment. Right. Um, I, uh, I went to jail and that experience, um, those that have been in jail before, um, (laughs) sleeping in a boat, that's what I liken it to. It was like this plastic boat in, uh, on the floor with a blanket and, um, a polyester blanket with other people's hair in it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Really, um, that's like one of the things that I remember the most about it, but, um, it, uh, it woke me up in a way that, that, that I really needed. And, um, my, um, drunken behavior got me there. And, um, I, uh, basically in that one night, my whole life changed. Um, I had a, the job that I had was one that I pretty much had created. I wrote the job description for, and, um, it was my dream job. And, um, I was, uh, eventually let go from that job. Mm. Um, and I had been fighting for custody of my children. I had primary custody of my children at that point that night, um, they went to their dad's house and, um, I never got them back essentially. Um, I, of course I have, um, time with them, but not, it wasn't the same. It it isn't the same as it was before that point. And I really, had a choice to make at that point. Um, I felt suicidal. Um, and my whole life had come crashing down and I of course had an attorney who told me to go to treatment, which I did. And my treatment told me to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and um, that's where the rubber meet the road for me. Um, it really kind of sunk in that drinking is not something that I could do anymore. And, um, I had to make a choice to live and to live under the circumstances that my drinking had created. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of dove into, um, the 12 steps, got a sponsor and did what my sponsor told me to do. And Mm -hmm. that was get into service work and just do the next right thing. Um, 
Wow, Anna, I'm that your story just made me tear up. I didn't know all of that about you. And you know, and just hearing your story too is such a testament. You are such a testament to recovery because I I have been around you. Um, we met at She Recovers, like Tammy said, and you you like radiate. I mean, you radiate such positive energy. And when I'm around someone like you, I just I can't even imagine that you were ever in such a dark place. Yeah, it it, it does. It feels like a lifetime ago. Really, it does. Well, were you, I mean, were you, have you always been somebody that were, I mean, were you good at faking it were, uh, or, you know, have you really done like a complete 180? I think I was good at faking it. Maybe mm-hmm. not, but, uh, somebody at She Recovers talked about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've spent the I'd spent the better part of my life feeling like an imposter in my own body, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, like, yes. like trying to stay two steps in front of everybody to um, make everybody believe that I have that I had always had it together. I know that. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like yeah. if you just keep juggling, you know, the balls, then, you know, there's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Right. And that kind of thing. And, yes. And that definitely um, <laughs> when, you know, I was juggling my professional career, you know, I was somebody, you know, <laughs> or so I thought. And then I would go home and drink myself silly. Mm. and attempt to parent my children. Yeah. How old were your kids at this time, Anna? Um, they were seven and 11, I believe. Mm-hmm. And how Ten old and were, a half. And how old were you? Oh, gosh. This would be seven and a half years ago. And I'm 41 now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. From, from, I did not know your story, Anna. I, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm tearing up over here too, because it's like, um, it's like the pivot, right? Like this huge pivot in your life that sounds like it happened that night. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, mean, everything, everything down to, I had, I, I, I had moved out of the family home so that my husband could have it. And I had a rental. And of course, when you lose your job, you can't pay for your rental anymore. And so I had been estranged from my family because of my drinking and I had to find a place to stay. I mean, it was like everything. And so my family allowed me to move into my grandmother's home uh, for some time so that I would have a place to have visits with my children when I had them. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, did your drinking kind of like all, I mean, I imagine most drinking, right, progressive and it's it's getting worse as the years go by. Um, Had your, your, without talking specifically about your family, but people concerned for you before that? Did you feel that um, concern or that you were drinking too much or 
Or did you know? I imagine you knew deep in your heart. I, I believe I had personally surpassed that, that, that small piece of me that was saying your behavior is completely out of control. Like I had just completely shut that person out that, that still small voice, they call it Mm -hmm. right. Was, was drowned it out. And the way that I did that is I one by one cut my family out of my life. Basically. Um, yes, my family, they were all concerned. Um, and you know, my, my husband, my children's father, he was highly concerned and he was, you know, he kept saying, you know, she's got an alcohol problem. She's got an alcohol problem during our divorce. But I was basically saying, well, he's just upset because, you know, we're going through a divorce and he wants to make me look bad. And that Mm -hmm. was the story that I painted for the court system and everyone else in my life. Yeah. And you probably Mm -hmm. believe that too, because I, I, I believed it at that time when I was drinking, like I was like my brother called me an alcoholic once and told my husband that I was an alcoholic. And I was like, so indignant, so pissed off. Well, I'm not talking to you anymore. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You would never see a woman more enraged (laughs) and defiant and just a downright. Yeah. And could turn into a downright absolute bitch as I could be when anybody questioned my alcohol, especially, um, especially, you know, my husband, holy cow. Yeah. Until he stopped, until he stopped, you know, until he finally, you know, surrendered and, and, you know, just was in fear of ever bringing it up because I was so indignant. Right. Yeah. So when you had that experience, did it just scare the hell out of you, Anna? Is that really, did it kind of like you were in a jail cell and you were like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was a huge what the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I worked with all these people and so it was a a bit of a different circumstance. I mean, I had the, the, you know, the, I guess he's the superintendent of the jail is coming in and, and. He, he's checking in with me. Are you okay, Anna? I'm like, of course I'm not okay. I'm sitting in a freaking jail cell. <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, I, I didn't want to stop drinking at that point. I mean, alcohol was the love of my life and my best friend and the thing that I needed to get through day by day. And no, I didn't want to stop, but I found something that, um, I wanted even more, and that was to never, ever, ever go back to jail again. Mm. Yeah. And that, that one thing gave me the space and time to put the plug in the jug, r- really and truly. And, you know, being a... Uh, what do they call it? A nudge from the judge is what they call it. <laughs> you have to go into treatment and have to go to, yeah. you know, do the things that they tell you to do. Yeah. Um, and, and that is truly what I needed. I didn't know it at the time. I was very resentful, but it was exactly the thing that I needed. Mm. And I never, 
you know, want to be the, the one that, that has to say that, you know, my world had to come crashing down in order for me to get sober and to, to have my life be turned around. But that's exactly what it took. Yeah. God, it's those things that you would never, ever call a gift, right? Ever, right. you know, no, no sane person would, but it, it was, it was your opportunity. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I see it as today. At that time, I felt like my world is done. I'm never going to be able to work with uh, the, my community anymore. And I'm never going to be able to, you know, be a mama to my kids you know, in, in the same capacity. I mean, I felt like I was done. And that was like, that was where like the, the, the suicidal feelings came in. Like my world as I knew it was done and I couldn't see past that. Mm. What gave you hope at that, when you were in that, in that place? It was, I had an amazing counselor named Gil at the treatment center that I went to. And number one, he didn't put up with my bullshit. He called me out on things all the time. And, um, I needed that. And when I went to meetings, I saw people laugh. I saw people with hope in their eyes and that hope kind of, I don't know. It was like it jumped across the room. It transferred. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. And slowly but surely it was like I came up for air and I was breathing again. Mm. It's a, it's like osmosis, right? You go in those rooms sometimes, which I know can be scary. Um, in the beginning, it was scary for me to go. Like I tell everyone, like no one wants to go to their first AA meeting. So if you feel that way, that's completely normal to feel that way. But over time, it was like, you're right, the energy of the room, watching these women laugh and like, talk about going to get tacos afterwards and people having book clubs. And I was like, I was just observing the whole thing thinking, how can they do that? Like, how did they get there? And so I was intrigued. I was really intrigued by the recovery that was in the room and very inspired yeah. by the women um, that had like some, some sobriety under their belt and wanting what they had in terms of not their physical being or their job or, cause you don't know any of that. You don't even know their last names, but you could just tell their energy. Like I want what they have. I want that. Uh-huh. Yeah. One thing that I should share is that this is not my first time getting sober. Either. Oh, tell us about that. I had been sober for about four and a half years previous to this time. And I went to AA at that point as well. And that during that time, my, my marriage was on the rocks and my husband and I went to go and see a counselor and the counselor looked at us both and said, I am not going to see you both unless looking at me, you go to AA and looking at my husband, you go to Alan. Mm. 
Mm. And being the good girl that I am, that I'm going to do, you know, whatever I'm told to do, I went to AA. But at that point, I feel like I did it for the wrong reasons. I did it because somebody told me to. Mm. And while my life at that point did get better, I was kind of like half in the rooms and half out. Mm. And that worked for four and a half years. It worked till it didn't. And eventually I reached a point where I was like, well, you know, I've been sober for this long. I think I could probably drink like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I did for about a month. And it was like that thing inside of me picked up right where it had left off. Mm-hmm. Now, had your marriage gotten better um, in the meantime, the, the time that you were sober? I mean, did you feel like your marriage had gotten better, improved, your, you were a better mom, you know, all the things that, all the benefits of sobriety? Yes. Yes. I mean, I feel like my life did get better to a certain extent. My marriage was better to a certain extent, but I was way more focused at that point in time on what he wasn't doing. Mm. He only went to one meeting of Al-Anon. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, it was like everything that he didn't do. I was way more focused on what he wasn't doing than what I was doing. So you weren't on your side of the street, as exactly, they say. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the, the, so, okay, you have like a million thoughts right now. <laughs> I, I relate to this very much. Um, it's interesting. So when, you know, when you go into the rooms, like when I did, the, um, I went in to like prove to my husband and to my kid, you know, without my kid knowing, like, I'm doing this for them. And, you know, I hear that you can't do that. I hear that's not the way you got to do it for yourself. But I was like, what do you guys know? Like, this is how I do it. This is it. This is what I'm doing. Um, and on the first year, Anna, of my recovery, my husband did not go to Al-Anon. He still has not gone to Al-Anon, even though I have asked him to go to Al-Anon. Um, but on my one year, he didn't come to see me get my one year chip. And I was really hurt. Um, and we had a lot of counseling around that and therapy around that. But and so it was known that for the second year he would come for that chip, that that was very important to me to be seen. Um, and then when the second year ran around, came around, Anna, um, I forgot it was chip day, went to my meeting, and it was my two-year chip. <laughs> and so, he, of oh. course, he wasn't there. And I didn't care. It was like I realized I was there now for me. I wasn't there for him or to prove to anybody anything. I was there because I wanted to be there. So since then, I haven't requested that anybody come to see me get a chip. It's for me and the people in the room. But it was a shift. It was a real shift because, yeah, initially, you're, I think I was, for me, I can speak for myself, like I was trying to prove, like, look how good I am. Look what I'm doing. Can't you see I'm different? Um, right. Yeah. And so, but eventually that shifted and changed that it mattered to me that I was different. It showed me that I could keep my word to myself. It, it just started morphing and changing. Yes. And that's, that, that's the difference between 
that time and this time is that I got to a place where I was just so broken, so in need of something different that everything else faded away. And it was more like, I, I you know, I've got to do this to survive. Yeah. Oh, it's such a beautiful gift you can give yourself, right? Like to take this really hard thing, this horrible place that we're at, um, and not, and I'm not saying that AA is the answer for everyone. So that's not ever what I'm saying, but it spoke to me and my personality type, which was very much a pleaser, which was very much someone who wanted to follow a set of rules or a path. It seemed very linear to me, even though now I've, I know that it's circular, you know, that you kind of just keep doing the steps for the rest of your life. Um, but at mm-hmm. the time, I thought I was like 1 to 12. Okay, I'm a this Virgo really likes knowing there's 1, 2, 3, 4. You know, I liked that there was a path. And I needed it because I was so lost. I was so lost of not knowing where to start. You know, and I was grabbing at all these other little things. Like, um, I was grabbing at hip sobriety. I was grabbing at online tools. I was, I was searching, but never quite um, found just a linear path um, in the beginning. Anyhow, that's how I looked at it. Um, but yeah, the Al-Anon piece, it's hard because that's somebody else's work. And now I know from like, just talking with you, like, that's not, I could hope that they would want to do that, but I can't make anybody do that. Just like no one could make me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think the thing that, that, that the 12 step program has taught me is three fundamental things. And, um, that was to define my sense of my higher power and God to realize that I'm not God. Um, it taught me how to quote unquote clean house, um, to, you know, the, the step work helped me to discover who I am. And then, um, also, um, it, uh, took, in the, the selfish part of me and, and put that to the side because, uh, it teaches us about service and how to be helpful to others. And those, those three things, um, I think have really helped me to shift who I am. Hey, Unruffled listeners, just popping in mid-show to remind you about our Patreon fundraising campaign. To date, we have produced over a year's worth of content and have over a quarter million downloads. We can hardly believe it. If you like what you've been hearing, you can be a patron of this show for as much as you'd like, even if it's just a dollar an episode. To donate, please go to www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Now back to it. Well, and your life has to look so different today than it than it did then. I mean, it appears that way, you know, on Instagram. And like I said, <laughs> your energy is just so palpable uh, when you know in person. Um, how 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 does your life? I mean, you, I'm sure you could go on for an hour, but how does your life look differently today, Anna? My life looks differently in that um, I, somewhere along the way, decided that 
facing all of my fears is going to be exactly what I'm going to do. And kind of my mantra is live big, don't stay small. Mm. Live big. And what that has looked like is, you know, I have um, fought to, to, you know, maintain a presence in my children's life. And, you know, I should say that, you know, that, that, that my uh, ex-husband and I have made an agreement where um, my son is living with me half the time. We're doing like this week on week off thing. And um, he's 15 years old now. And um, my son, and he decided that that's what he wanted to do. And I believe he decided that he wanted to do because of the relationship that he and I have maintained. That's really beautiful, Anna. That's, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. 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 And so, go ahead. And no, I was just saying, we we all have 15 year old boys is what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's an important age. It's a big age. It's, there's a lot going on there too. Yeah. Yeah. I call it. Honey bear, and I probably shouldn't, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't tell him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think him and his friends are going to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> I still call my son Monkey, so um, yeah, Aww. I just said that. So. <laughs> he won't listen to this. <laughs> I have an affinity for nicknames. What can I say? Uh. <laughs> um, and, um, doing a lot of putting one foot in front of the other. Um, I, 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 I lost that dream job that I had and, um, I went out and I got a job at a, a chain clothing store, Maurice's, and I worked there for a couple of years while things were shifting and changing in my life. And I'll tell you what, outfitting, um, other women in beautiful clothes was exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I had a management position there so I could, you know, kind of feel like I was somebody, you know, cause, you know, we all need that. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it kept me in the workforce. And eventually a state job came about and I took a leap of faith and applied for it because, you know, I didn't know what my past was going to prevent me from, from getting really. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, when I went in and interviewed for that, my, I I had had a talk with my counselor, like, this is, you know, I'm going to go in and I'm going to apply for this. And, you know, he's like, you don't have to divulge your entire history, Anna, (laughs) but I did. I'm like, I, I'm in treatment. I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm in recovery. And, you know, I kind of just like word vomited it, it out there, but you know, the, 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 the community of people that I would be working with it was exactly what was needed, you know? Mm. And, um, so I, I got that job and I, I, so I was able to be in a capacity much different than I was before, but I, I, I got that job and was able to resume the, the type of work that, that, you know, means something to me. Mm. And, um, I, um, met, my who's now my husband 
and he also works a 12-step program, which um, I have his permission to say. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And, you know, we live in a little house in the country, and we got a dog from the pound, and, you know... It, it has just kind of culminated into this really beautiful life. Mm-hmm. And little by little, you know, that, um, that live big mantra, you know, facing my, my fears um, has kind of sent me on this journey of looking. And, you know, you mentioned... Instagram, Sandra, Mm -hmm. at some point in my recovery, I had worked the 12 steps. I was, you know, I go to meetings regularly. I have a home group. I have a service position and I also wanted more. Port Angeles is a pretty small community and I just felt like I wanted more. And So I kind of was on Instagram one day and I thought, you know, because I have Instagram and I have Facebook, but for whatever reason with Instagram, I thought to myself, I'm just going to start filling up my Instagram with other sober women. And so I kind of went out searching for women who had sobriety in their, um, their username or if they said anything about recovery or anything like that. And I just started friending people in recovery, sobriety, whatever that looked like. And the one person that stands out to me is Michelle Winder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now she, that woman was kind of the, the, the gateway for me into learning about the unruffled podcast both of you she recovers because she would kind of you know drop these things every now and again and I was like hmm what's that what's that what's that she's gonna love hearing this (laughs) because we love her yes yeah I love her I love her and I just really wanted to give her a big squeeze at she recovers, but she was ill. She got and sick. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Michelle, if you listen to this podcast, I just want you to know that you and your Instagram means everything to me because it opened the door for me to meet these lovely ladies and a whole host of other women. So thank you for that. Oh, love that. We got to have Michelle on. Yeah. Well, and you know, again, you know, everybody, everybody has to have their boundaries with social media, but that is, that is the beauty that comes from social media right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this little door that you open and then you just keep going in. It's like at a circus or something like there's all these doors and everyone is kind of you find the one that's right for you. Find the person that, that is resonating with you or that kind of opens that door. That's the same for me. When I got on, clicked on a couple of hashtags, Anna, that's how I found Holly and Laura in the beginning was, um, was f- clicking on a hashtag called I choose clean, 
which I know is not language Holly uses anymore. I don't know if Laura uses it or not, but um, it was how they started kind of trying to find people on Instagram and creating a little community before they started home, before they started anything. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. Yes. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So and you, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so Instagram was your gateway. <laughs> and yeah. then you found yeah. you found your people and you're you're getting break because yeah. it's kind of fun to like I mean, you don't know them, but you feel like you know them, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And and I had already had that kind of um camaraderie or, or knew that kind of camaraderie from you know the the rooms from 12 step meetings you yeah. know that um it's it's like you you walk into a room and you know your home mm-hmm. you know I, I i see these people on instagram and i instantly feel a connection to them even though i don't know them in real life um I know that there is, you know, a common denominator there. Well, and that's your, that's you living into your mantra, live big. I mean, watching you, I mean, Tammy and I would giggle every day watching you at She Recovers. You took a photo with just about everyone there and you, like, you made it a point that you were going to get the most you could out of that weekend. I mean, you can tell. I no, mean, that. Yeah. And we weren't giggling that, like making fun of you. We were giggling like, no, she is freaking on fire. She is, she is all over this weekend. She was the perfect person to receive this gift from a listener. It couldn't have gone to a more perfect person, Anna. That's what we were giggling about. Like it was meant to be. Yeah. And, and I mean, but that just, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that live big is your mantra because you embody it. I mean, you, 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 you put it to action. Thank you. (laughs) It's, 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 life has been an amazing journey, an absolutely amazing journey. And I felt so blessed, so incredibly blessed when I got the gift of being able to go to She Recovers. Mm. Well, you, like I said, I think you were destined to be that person that was going to get that gift. You know, Sandra knew it. You were my art exchange partner. It was like all these things were just lining up. You know what I mean? They were just lining yeah. up that it was going to be you. It just ha- it was always you. And so so I'm curious. So when you got that um, gift from one of our listeners, um, who's going to remain anonymous, but so grateful to that listener. And what did you think? Like, what, what was your, because it's kind of a trek to go and it's still you got to pay to go down there and stay there and do the whole thing and get a plane ticket. So how did that, like, did you just put it into, because you didn't have a whole lot of notice, right? Was it? What was that? it? You didn't have a whole lot of notice for going on the trip, right? Was it a, like a month or so? It was exactly a month. Yeah. So how did I mean, you just had to whip all that into shape. and That's amazing that you did that. Just trying to get everything organized so that you could go. So when I it was August 13th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's, t- let's go back there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I had, yeah, I had contacted Sandra um, because I knew that um, she was um, selling things in her marketplace. And so I was checking in. Um, I had purchased something from her and um, I, I wanted to know if um, she had, uh, you know, raised enough funds or if she was going to be going to um, uh, she recovers. And she said, uh, you know, your, your ears must've been burning. And I, you know, reading this message, I was like, what? And, and so I read more and it was um, that um, there was, you know, an extra ticket. She said, yes, I'm going. And, you know, there's an extra ticket available that, you know, can be gifted to somebody. And I was kind of just in total disbelief. Like, is this really happening? (laughs) And so, you know, I contacted my husband and my husband is the type that he's like, well, of course this is happening. And of course you're going to go like, Mm. like no, no questions we will get it figured out. Mm. And yes, it was one month, but I mean, I had, I had my, my trip, um, kind of planned and everything booked, um, within a couple of days. I love it. Living big. There you go. (laughs) I, um, got on the, she recovers page and just put, you know, a, a call out there that I was looking for a place to stay. And one of the women that was already registered, Jessica Lowy, she said, Hey, I am, um, renting an Airbnb in Beverly Hills and, um, I will check and see if you can room with me there. And then I looked online and I got a ticket, a, a, round trip ticket for under 200 bucks. Wow. <laughs> totally meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the price that I paid for my total time Thursday to Monday at the Airbnb, I think was one night at the Beverly Hilton. Oh, nice. Well, that's just perfect then. I mean, it was, to- yeah, totally meant to be. And you made a new friend. I did. I did. I just love her. I just love her. And it, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I, um, you know, and I read that article that was um, in the fix. I don't know if you read it. Hmm. It was a, a write up on She Recovers. Oh, yeah. oh right. I, uh-huh. did, read I did read that. Yep. Same. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. I, I kind of wanted to like jump on there and say, you know, this is what I did for this amount of money. And yes, I received a ticket. I, I did not pay for my registration, but where there's a will, there's a way. Right. I was not in that money bracket either that she <laughs> assumed everyone was in. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I, I'm not, I'm not in that either. <laughs> so yeah. I, I went and got a couple of shirts from the Goodwill I wore my daughter's prom dress to the gala. Which you were adorable, by the way. You <laughs> my, rocked my it. My shoes were $10 from Payless. 
Those were the you know? gold, they were like gold slip-on vans is what they look like, which I own a pair and I'm like, why didn't I bring those to wear? Like I need, I looked at Anna and I was like that, she has such great style. You're wearing your daughter's prom dress. I love it. She was with you. She was with you. I love she that. With me. Yeah. I she about it. died when she heard I did that. <laughs> <laughs> you looked so beautiful. But the, like when Sandra says the word radiate. That you radiate it. You do. You radiate this beautiful energy. You rate. You just your whole being in person for sure. Um, through pictures, like you're one of the people that I would walk into a room and say, like, I want what she has. You know, it was you were just like a, this beautiful testament to that all weekend long. And the fact that I just kept seeing you, like, did you go to the Hollywood sign? I'm sure you did. I didn't. I didn't make it there. Oh, you didn't. Okay. But I didn't. <laughs> but you did a lot of sightseeing. Like you, you were like all over. Every, you squeezed every bit out of that weekend. It was amazing to see. Yeah. I did. I, I, I tried to. You know, I I had a, a pact with one of my childhood friends that when we um, graduated from high school that we were going to go to Beverly Hills you know, because that was Beverly Hills 90210 was like the rage of the age when right. I was right. yeah. and, <laughs> and so, it, you know, it part of that experience was fulfilling that little dream that I had, you know, mm-hmm. was, you know, going around and, and seeing all these different things, Rodeo Drive and, um, you know, there was other things that just got bigger from there. You know, I went and laid on the beach in Malibu went to Sprinkles Cupcakes, and I think probably out of the sightseeing, my favorite thing was going to Westwood Village Memorial Park Cemetery. Mm. Sounds kind of weird, but my uh, fantastic host at the Airbnb mentioned it. She's like, I don't know if you're into that, but, you know, if you have time, go check it out. And so I did have time, and I did go check it out. And, you know, I got to see where Marilyn Monroe is laid to rest and a multitude of other people. And it, it was fascinating to just walk through there and just feel the energy that's there. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you, um, So I have to ask, I'm sorry, I'm switching gears here. I have to ask, did you, I've talked to women after the event. Did you have any kind of come down from the event? Did you have like, or you needed to restore? Because I feel like um, I was all high as a kite when I was there, but I I definitely um, had a little bit of restoring to do when I got home. What was that? What was that like for you once the event was over, once the weekend was over? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I needed to decompress and just kind of take in everything that I experienced and everything that, that I saw. Mm-hmm. And yes, definitely. It was kind of, where am I going to go from here? Because there was a call to action, but yeah. there was also, um, you know, I, I had to kind of like revisit, you know, where are, the areas that I, I'm still living small because that's really what I took away from that. This thing kept going through my head the whole time was empowered women, empower women. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what I experienced was a ton of empowered women 
who mm-hmm. are in, I mean, they are walking in their power every single day. And that rubbed off on me, but I didn't quite know how to process it and how I was going to put that in to action in my own life. Are you if still, are you still ruminating on that? I am. I am. And I think that it's, it's, it's basically, you know, it's just living my truth, speaking my truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. This kind of, when we're on this path of, um, you know, all the metaphors are just all there, like walking the walk, right? You're on this path, but I'm not just going to talk it, right? I get to walk it. I get to show it. I get to live it. And that, and I think that's what you were doing all weekend. And I think that's what was bringing me and Sandra such joy, like just seeing you. And so, yeah, knowing that you went home and we take all of this with us, we all kind of leave that place, um, the bubble, you know, it was a recovery bubble. And then we have to go back out into our real um, life activities. And, and what are we going to do with that? What are we going to well, and you know, often too, a lot of times you come back from events like this and you think, oh my gosh, I need to go home and do something really big, you know, like, I don't know, start a podcast or, or, you know, save all of these women and off the streets or, you know, like just something huge. But I always try to keep in mind that, you know, that saying hurt people hurt. Well, healed people heal. Right. And so, um, I try to just think it, you you don't have to, I know, you know, when we come back from these things, we think we have to do something really, really big. And then we, then we freeze and we, you know, don't think we can affect any sort of change. But really, I just try to keep in mind that heal people heal and we can do that in small ways every day. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way. I feel that way all the time. I feel like not everybody is meant to be like every like I might not be the person that's meant to to have the podcast okay but I can I can work with a sponsee and I can um share my life with a sponsee right and then I can go to um I take meetings into our local county jail I can I can do that and I can tell them about, you know, my experience going to L.A. to a big, you know, retreat convention there. And all of those things, they're small, but they're big. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Totally. Because all of those things collectively, hopefully, are planting seeds. Yeah. Well, it's – and it's – um. I think, well, like this podcast, I think it's 12th step work. Like, I don't think Sandra and I have a, I'm speaking for Sandra here, but I think we agree. Like, we're not doing this for, for fame or fortune or uh, to have a bunch of followers on our Instagram account. We don't care about that. It's like this, I feel like this is 12th step work. I feel like we're helping another person who's suffering in whatever modality they're in or whatever place they're in. Sandra, is that, am I over-speaking? Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And right. And it's, you know, however you show up in whatever capacity, um, it's, 
it's, you know, extending a hand, however you do it, um, is, is so it's fulfilling either, you know, even in the small things, it's fulfilling. If you want self-esteem, right, you do esteemable acts and those acts can just be, just be very small and quiet. Um, but it propels my, my recovery. It keeps me sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah, service work for sure, for sure keeps me sober. And that how and, and I think Anna, right? When when we're doing service work, um, as, well, for me with with sponsees, it's like they're keeping. I'm doing something by carving out some time to maybe tell them like this is what worked for me, in a very humble way, and try to just be like, well, this is what I did. It's all I know. Um, they help me stay sober by having that tea date on the calendar or by having an, you know, a meeting after the meeting, uh, in my car, you know what I mean? It's nothing that's fancy. There's no big recovery conference there. It's like a conference of two and it's in my car for a half an hour. So I get it. I totally get it. And yeah, every day you can feel that way. Yeah. Yes. I can be having the shittiest day and then I will go and meet with a sponsee And I'm taken completely outside of myself. You know, the focus is no longer on me and my shitty day. It's on that other person and how can I be of service to them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of magic in that for sure. Oh, thank you for being so transparent and open about this, Anna. Yes, I really appreciate it. You know, I want to switch gears for a second. And I don't want this podcast to be about your husband at all. But I just have to say he's adorable. Adorable. (laughs) I mean, just adorable. And he's a wood carver, which is fascinating to me. Does Does he inspire your creativity? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. He, he's been doing that for, for a couple years now. And he, that, that is his full-time job is a chainsaw carver and watching him of his comfort zone and just go off and do this. And, you know, he's such a spiritual being. He, he's just, I mean, I'm so glad that he's my husband because you know, I'm, I'm his biggest fan and he, he's just a total delight, but watching him go through this, this process of, you know, having this be like a, a hobby, a, a, a kind of like a, a side gig, and then having it become a full-time gig has been absolutely amazing. And, you know, he, he has his, his bad days where he's feeling like his, his creativity is just not, you know, where it should be. But, you know, he says his prayers and, um, and gets back to work. (laughs) Yeah. He takes, he takes a moment and regroups and gets right back at it. Mm. And, you know, that's been a real testament to me in my own creativity path, because I, gosh, you know, I spent so much time with drinking was my extracurricular activity and that was it. 
I didn't have time to explore my creative side, you know, because drinking consumed all of that. And so, um, watching him has been a very beautiful experience. Hmm. Well, then that, that we should chat a little bit about what you're doing because he's influenced you and kind of inspired you to start making some things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have so, my, I have my crystal grid right here. Do you? That you made me. <laughs> yeah. For the recovery gals art exchange. And what was the theme for that exchange? Um, Awaken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you made me this beautiful crystal grid kit. Um, Can you share a little bit about that and what that is? And we can start getting into the, you know, what you're doing with the crystals. Yes. So um, I, of course, I'm a huge fan of the Unruffled podcast. I listen Mm -hmm. to every single episode. (laughs) Yay. And you are a favorite. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) We love you too. And, um, so I have also been, um, kind of watching the, um, on Instagram, you know, Tammy's gratitude tribe uh, and that kind of all of it, you know, just wanting to, to get involved. So, um, you know, I saw how, you know, Tammy was inviting people to participate in, in, an art type, you know, gratitude journal. And I thought, well, you know, I'll try that. And, you know, I bought some paints and, and started doing that. And then, you know, I learned about the recovery gals art exchange and I thought, oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know. And I thought, well, I'll try that. And because it's all about the stepping outside of my fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that particular one was, um, you know, just kind of thinking about, um, you know, what I could do because, you know, it's not daunting at all to get Tammy as your, um, <laughs> you know, art exchange partner, Tammy. It wasn't? <laughs> It shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't no, be. Not, not at all. Not at all. I wasn't freaking out at all. Wow. You didn't need to freak out. You met me, right? I'm very down to earth. There's nothing to freak out about. Yes. Yes, you are. But I was very, very, very. All right. <laughs> because you're an artist and you're a fantastic artist. And I thought, how am I going to make something that, you know, hmm. is... Um, well, because oh you're goodness, an artist too, because we think everyone is creative and an artist. So you are this in the same boat as me. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> Try to receive that, Anna, because this is gorgeous. I mean, this is gorgeous, but you did. And, and so I was, I was trying to come up with things and, you know, awaken. And, um, I had heard you talk about, um, you know, going and doing things with Natalie and with Sasha um, involving crystals. And so I knew that I wanted to create something that had to do with that. And I um, thought, you know, what, 
I also like to connect things from the Pacific Northwest to the art exchange. Um, whether it be wood, rocks, crystals, whatever. Yeah, like because that. you're a lover of nature too, which I love nature. Yes. Right. Nature is my church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's where I go to get connected to God. Yeah. And so, um, I thought, you know, I'm just going to whip out this crystal grid. It's going to be great. And, um, so I went out to where my husband does his work and I really thought in my head, like, I'm just going to do this. It's going to be great. Um, and that's mark it off the list, right? Just check it off the list. It's going to go knock this out and we'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. Super easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not so much. I mean, (laughs) I couldn't get the tools to work. I couldn't get the, the, the lines to work. I couldn't figure out how to get the pattern on the wood. And I mean, I threw the biggest hissy fit (laughs) and I thought, you know, I can't do this, which is, which is what I do. It's like I, I have the ability to set myself up for failure in, you know, no time at all. Um, and so my husband was there and he was doing one of his carvings and he had to kind of come over and give me a pep talk. And, and he really kind of just had to guide me through it. And, he, and, and in doing that, he showed me kind of what some of his process is when he is carving something he's never carved before. And, you know, it was a, it was a great thing. It was an absolutely great thing, a great experience. So that's what you got, Tammy, was my great experience. (laughs) I did. I did. And that, and it was that, I think you said it was curly maple wood, right? Quilted maple wood the wood is gorgeous just so gorgeous and um it just you took so much time and attention and you wrote me this beautiful letter and told me about the whole process and I just it meant a lot to me so thank you well and that incorporated your your new venture right you're learning about crystals yeah tell us about that So I am enrolled in Hibiscus Moon uh, Crystal Healing. It's an online course. And so when it's all said and done, I will be a certified crystal healer. That's so cool. And, you know, this has been a culmination of, of many different things, but it's a part of my recovery journey. Um, and, and it's kind of taking it to the next level. When I was first, you know, getting sober, one of the things that I love to do, and this is kind of what started it all, was there's this tiny beach in downtown Port Angeles. And um, I would go there and just kind of look at the rocks and kind of have this like, in my head so that nobody thought I was crazy, um, dialogue with God. And 
mostly it was, you know, when I was having a hard time, I would go down there and, you know, just kind of ask for, for guidance and, um, get a reprieve from whatever I was feeling. And so I was doing that and I found myself, um, I kept finding my agates down there mm-hmm. and I thought, well, that must just mean that those are God winks. And so that's what I started calling them is mm-hmm. I would go down there and I'd find an agate and I would think to myself, well, God, if, you know, this isn't you showing up and letting me know that you're there. I don't know, you know, what is because, you know, agates are pretty hard to find around here. Mm. And that kind of started the the journey of how, you know, crystals and rocks and all of that it has has connected me spiritually to God as I understand God. Mm. And I wanted to, like I said, take it to the next level. And be able to share that with other people. And I love, I, I've always been the kid that rocks in my pocket. Mm. Always. If I find a pretty rock, it's mine. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm taking it home with me. And I want to be able to share that with my community, with my sober sisters, with anybody who wants it, really. Um and I've, I've learned that um, crystals uh, carry different vibrations, depend upon what they are. And they give me this kind of tangible thing to hang on to. Like, I have one in my hand right now. I have from the beginning of this interview. And it just, I, I rub it in my fingers and um, it gives me something to hang on to. What, what stone are you holding? I got to know now. I am holding a red jasper. Mm-hmm. And I actually was just gifted this um, from my friend, Bill, who is a fellow um, crystal stone, whatever you want to call it, lover. Mm-hmm. And this one in particular is very special because it has what I see is is an eyeball. Oh, yeah. On, I mean, I can very clearly see an eye. And um, I have been working on opening my third eye chakra. And so it, it just was very interesting that I would be gifted a stone that has an eye on it. So mm-hmm. it's um, the one that I'm feeling the most connected to right now. I have one too that I carry in my pocket from Natalie. I believe it's an obsidian um, that just feels perfect in my hand and my thumbprint in it. Like when I hold it, it just feels really, really good. What did you say was the, the name of that one again? Red Jasper. Oh, red jasper. Okay. Have you ever seen the eye of Shiva stone? Have you ever seen that one? I'll have to send you one because I often send them. I often gift them. Um, I buy them at a little rock shop 
uh, here in Austin and they're my favorite things to give away because they do look like an eyeball as well. Well, uh, you know, not just my opinion because they're, that's one of their names is the eye of Shiva stone. I just, I have mine right here from you, Sandra, and I'm holding it Mm -hmm. right now. Yes. Yeah. You sent that to me early on. Agate Eye. They have some, they have a couple of different names, but yeah, look them up. I have a Shiva stone. They're really cool. Nice. I will. I will. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you like rocks, it look like eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Right now I am drawn to them. <laughs> so when you, so when not, so I don't know a whole lot, but um, our friend Michelle um, Winder that you mentioned, um, she sent me a crystal basics book. Um, and I was studying that this summer a little bit um, when I had different crystals. And I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just such a newbie to all of this. But what, so I'm curious, what will you do as a healer? Is that, like, do people um, consult with you, hire you? Um, how does that, what does that look like when you're done? Like, what will your work look like? So I'm still trying to determine what area. My husband and I actually were just talking about it last night. Um, I, I'm not sure what how mine will look, but the the training that I'm receiving is um, how to do crystal layouts on people mm. where you're um, clearing chakras um, and um, maybe somebody has some pains and so there are specific crystal, say knee pain, um, where you're actually laying crystals on that part of the body or near that part of the body that is experiencing pain. You can make, um, uh, gem elixirs. Mm. And I mean, you can open up a, um, a a gem store where you're selling crystals and gems. Okay. There's a lot of things you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So how long is the course? How long have you been taking it or how long, what does that look like in terms of your time commitment? So it's, so you, you purchase the course and the the course itself is eight weeks and there's one lesson per week. And, but you have a year to complete the program. Hmm. And it probably takes you down like meandering paths, right? When you take a lesson, it probably isn't just that one lesson. It takes you probably a while to absorb it and research it and incorporate it into your life and all of yes. that. Yes. Oh, I love it. There, There's reading that's involved. There's a quiz that's involved. There's, um, they call it OM work. Um, which is your homework. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> which is the homework, which is usually a um, some kind of a layout. Um, we've studied crystal grids, of course, and just trying it out. And and um, there's we um, you know studied how to use pendulums, and so it oh, it really has been this kind of like diving into all of the different ways that you can use crystals to, you know, take your spirituality to another level and Mm. to, to be of service to others. 
Mm. Anna, it's just like that's your whole being. It's like you are, yeah, it's it's all part of you, right? The crystals, your recovery, um, living this beautiful life that you've created. Yeah. So when people, when we come on here and some people say I'm not creative, it's like I like to focus on, you know, you've created a life you no longer want to escape from. Like that, that is creativity. That is beautiful. And you're, you're a testament to that, Anna, very much so. Well, thank you. And and that's the, you know, one of the things that that I do have to continue to tell myself that creativity really has no bounds. Um, You're right. Only the ones that I put on there. Right. Exactly. Basically, (laughs) the the only bounds that that I create are the ones that are going to be there. And so... Um, I spent most of my life saying I'm, I'm not an artist. I don't know how to be creative and honestly, you know, getting involved with you all on this, you know, on this online community, um, has given me the freedom to explore what it is that I can be creative at. You know, I, I, I never painted, I never did anything like that. And so for me to, you know, go and, and buy some paints and then do some little painting doodles and then write on them, you know, I, I never would have thought to do that on my own until I saw you, Tammy, in, in your practice. Yeah, I think it's kind of fun how we kind of... Um... I, I mean, and I, again, I was keeping gratitude lists just for my sponsor in the beginning. I was just doing 30 items on lined paper and it just, it didn't keep me in this, in the, it didn't keep me there I, and it should have, right? It's gratitude. I should have, you know, but it, for some reason it just didn't. And so I just did something that would keep me there and to share that. I'm happy to share that with someone if that works for them, you know? So I'm happy to hear that. And you mentioned earlier, and if anybody's listening that wants, I, I'm kind of quiet on social media this month, but there's a hashtag called Tammy's Gratitude Tribe that I started last November. Um, and people post their lists and you can go there. I think there's like 2,800 lists there now. And Anna, I was looking at your feed on Instagram. You're doing it right now, right? You're posting your lists and sharing them with the world. And it's it's a it's kind of cool to see that maybe you can inspire somebody else by just what's on your list too. Yes. Yeah. I I hope so. I hope so. And you know, it's like a you know, if it can be the have the ripple effect. Yeah. You know. Well, and I love what you said, you know, how we put these these really you know, um, restricted definitions around creativity when really we can define it however, however, however we want and what, however it is speaking to us and it still can feel creative and it's still fulfilling. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. It's exploration. Right, right. You're right. And, 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 and I love that you, I love your curiosity. I love how you approach things with curiosity. Like I'm going to try this and, and see what happens and how you, you know, that's how you 
um, walked into the uh, the Recovery Gals Art Exchange. You you followed your curiosity. I love that about you, yeah. Anna. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, this was such a great conversation, Anna. Thank you. I think our listeners are going to really, really, um, really love hearing your story. And thank you for being so open and honest with us. Appreciate it. Um, but this is the part of the podcast that I think, you know, we, where we share um, some items from an unruffled toolbox is what we call it. And so we're going to ask you what your unruffled toolbox items are, which can be either creativity related or um, sobriety related. Um, things that are helping you out lately that you might want to share with our listeners. Do okay. You have, do you have three things? I do. All right. So um, number one is um, I go for a walk every work day. Um, and so that involves going outside in nature and, um, getting fresh air, but I, um, pair that with a podcast. So walking and podcasting, um, is, you know, what I would say is my first one, not that I do the podcast, but listening to the podcast. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, I listen to the unruffled when it comes out, um, every Monday, uh, the bubble hour, I was listening to home when it was, um, still happening, um, to 50 and beyond. And, um, I listen to spiritual ish sometimes as well. And, um, gives me the break that I need from work and it helps me just to, to get that little um, bump of, of recovery or spirituality or, um, you know, it, it expands my horizons, I'd say. Yeah. Gives you some new ideas, fresh yeah. things to think about. Yeah. And number two is of course, all the woo <laughs> <laughs> that's crystals, that's, um, books, Oracle cards, tarot cards. Um, I have some rattles, um, doing my crystal grids, using essential oils, anything that is um, a, a tangible spiritual item that I can use. And number three is fellowship. And that is um, going to meetings, participating in meetups. Um, I have a hiking group um, that I um, participate in um, that is the women hiking the road of happy destiny. Mm, I love that. Go, oh, I want to be in the women of hiking the road of happy destiny. <laughs> That's a great name for it. It's absolutely amazing. We go and hike up to, to different areas. Sometimes we do overnights and we have meetings in the most amazing places. Uh, the, last, the last one was in um, some um, hot tubs that were out in the middle of nowhere. And that's where we did our meeting. It was amazing. Up. That's uh, great. That's, that's wonderful. My sponsor told me that staying in the middle of the herd is how I'm going to stay sober. And that's exactly what fellowship does for me. Mm, yeah, that's great. Oh, Anna, those are so many good, good things. It's like so many awesome, positive things that you've shared here today. Thank you. Yeah. 
we didn't even touch on my daughter sending my daughter off to college. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's what I, that was at the top of my list too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. you just sent her off. Right. How did that feel? Oh my gosh. I thought, you know, she had made the decision to go and live with her dad um, in October of um, her senior year, which, you know, she's trying to spread her wings. I get it. And so, you know, I felt like I was okay with um, sending her off to college because I'd already experienced that, you know, where she was living full time with her dad. Yeah. And when I dropped her off the d- that day, I thought I'm okay. I'm okay. Until I looked in the rear view mirror and she was standing in the parking lot and I saw her little face. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> I lost it. Oh, yeah, lost it. I had mm-hmm. my son in the car, and I was wailing mm. because I, I, I looked and I saw that little four-year-old little girl, like I was dropping her off at preschool for the first day. Mm-hmm. You're making me cry again, Anna. <laughs> this life of recovery has taught me that we're all on our own path. We're all on our own life path. We're all on our own spiritual path. And this thing with my kid is another step in giving her to God. I give my life to God. I give my people that I love to God. And I give her to God every day. Hmm. Because she's on her own path. And she is, you know, making her way in adulthood. And if I remember that, I'm okay. Yeah, because it's growth, right? We're all growing. Yes. As much as we want to put bricks on our kids' heads and, you know. Yes, and she's she's doing really good. I talked to her on the phone last night. I'd sent her some candy bars, and um, she said that she had gotten them. And, you know, she's just making her own way. She's such an amazing, amazing young woman she's studying environmental science and you know she wants to to you know take her place in the world and you know I hope that you know she got some of that drive from me Mm. by watching me do what what I did you know fall but get back up again Mm. yes modeling a solution yeah that's what you're doing and you're living your amends every single day, right? Yes. Every yes. Every single day. Oh, Anna, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your story. And thanks for being friends with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Of course. Oh. Of course. This was great. Well, this you're... won't be the last that we're talking. Oh, no. No. <laughs> you're a bright light, Anna. Oh, wait. Where Bye. can people find you? Hold on. Where can people oh. find you? I am on Facebook as Anna Hammer Bilby, B-I-E-L-B-Y. And I am on Instagram as Anna B. Somebody. And that's Anna, A-N-N-A-B-B-E-E, somebody. I love it. Oh, great. And, you know, I'm going to make a shameless plug for my husband and his Please business. Please do. Please Check do. Everybody's got to go see your husband. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's his stuff? Bilby Wood Carving. Check 
because he is amazing. What is it again? It's Nickleby Wood Carving. And that's my piece with his company. I came up with the name. <laughs> Nickleby Wood Carving. Oh, I love it. And that's on Instagram? Yes. Okay. And also Facebook. Okay. Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Now we're really going to say goodbye now. Bye, Anna. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.